2: And we're back! Welcome to another exciting episode of Gender Collar's Radio, where it is Friday and we're ready to blow up the internet.
3: Oh Friday! heck yes! Don't oh heck yes!
2: Dun, because dun, dun. Dun, dun. this is our review show. We're going to talk about couple of movies that are out there right now. Something on Netflix, Hulu, whatever. It's it's out there. You'll be able to view it. Now so, these reviews
3: um, will be spoiler free so you don't have to worry.
2: Wait, they are? They are. I'm they out. What? They're <laughs> spoiler free? Huh? What? what did you say spoiler
0: free about these movies? Hey guys.
3: Your Joker's, opinion is what you thought.
0: Uh, okay. What are we really doing spoiler free? Okay. I, I'm going to go last then. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So you can spoil everything for everyone?
0: Yeah, I'll be like, so now that you heard that, this is what happens.
3: (laughs) Awesome. All right, well, Daniel, start us off.
2: All right. So, um, well, do you guys want to talk about Star Trek first or Suicide Squad? Star
0: Star Trek. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know what Star Trek is. Is that that thing that wants to be Star Wars but fails at every time?
3: They have 100% fewer lightsabers but 100% more <laughs> realistic science.
0: Whoa, science, <laughs> screw that.
2: Okay, so let's 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 start with Star Trek. So I, I I'm not a huge Star Trek fan. I my my parents are, they're huge Trekkies, which is really weird that I ended up being a massive Star Wars fan uh, when they're Ditto. Trekkies, but Ditto. um I just don't like the uniforms. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But uh you know, I've really enjoyed the new ones. I have. Um, I think the the cast they have has a lot of energy. It's not bogged down by William uh, Shatner and his diatribe, talking pattern, Shakespearean, whatever you want to call it. It is none of those um, things. It, it it's is, not. It's, it's fun. It it's upbeat. Now, I did have a lot of concerns with this movie because it be, it was done by Justin. Oh, what's his last name? Lim. Yeah, Justin Lim, and he he did several of the Fast and Furious movies. So
0: not, not known for The their good death. ones or the bad ones? <laughs> well, I will confirm. You keep going.
1: Okay. We'll just,
2: we'll just leave. He he was known for that, and it was kind of a weird stretch for going from that to Star Trek. And can he do it well? And Kind of seeing the trailer, I wasn't sold. Well, hold on, hold on, Daniel. Yes. You can Remember though, this
4: trailer was released around the same time as the Star Wars, like the Force Awakens trailer. Yeah. So I know. it had a lot to live up against. It it was
2: it, it did you know. it did. But going in, you know, I, I had an open mind. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go see a fun movie. I actually did enjoy it. It was a good movie. It didn't have all the normal. ...stuff that you would see in, in a Star Trek movie. It was funny, there was a lot of humor in it, and it was well-placed. The dialogue was great, the action sequences was great, and it was just a good, solid movie. I was really surprised. I was kind of thinking, uh, oh, I'm just going to... You know, the last one was a letdown. It was literally Khan rehashed, but reversed. Um, so I was really excited when I came out and said, that you know, I enjoyed the movie... Um, they they did a great job. I just have to wonder where things are going to go from here, just because with Anton Yelchin passing away, that and, hurts my heart, and that does. I mean, he does an amazing job as Chekhov. But also, where they're kind of going with the story, you know, the one thing I really did like with the storyline, because you know, with the TV series, they're on their five-year mission. It's like Kirk was always, I, I'm the captain, I'm I'm going through. But in the movie, you see where he's worn down, he's beat. And they're only three years in. And they're, he's just exhausted. He's ready to be done being captain. And I really like that because it made him look human and normal. And, I mean, he's been out in deep space and had very little human contact other than the people on the ship. And he's just done. And I, I really like that. So.
4: It was definitely... That- Faster-paced Star Trek movie, I think the fastest-paced I've ever seen. Um, again, I'm like you, Daniel. My, my family were Trekkies when I was growing up, and I became a Star Wars fan, so the pacing didn't really match up for me uh, with the Star Trek movies. It was very, again, I guess scientific, and it was a little more geeky rather than nerdy in some aspects. But this film, I think they pulled out all the stops and trying to make it fast-paced and exciting. So, if you like good action sci-fi movies, even if you're not a huge Star Trek fan, this is a good movie to go pick up. It's definitely entertaining. The entertainment value is there.
3: Awesome, awesome. Uh, just a little update on the director of Star Trek Beyond. That's Justin Lin with an N, as in Nancy. Uh, he directed. Um, he directed uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, which is effectively the Fast and the Furious Three. It's also the movie that uh, you shouldn't w- yeah. number two. It's also the worst
0: one of it's the horse. The
3: and it was his it was his first entry into the series, and it is the worst you're right. Do not watch Too Fast, Too Furious, do not watch Tokyo Drift, just skip over those. Uh, but Fast and Furious, which is Fast Four, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, uh, he did all of those. Uh and, I bet. and uh, Fast Fast Six, I think it was. Fast Six, I thought was actually pretty good. Is that right, Fast Six? I think so. Fast Six, I thought was was pretty good. Fast Five was excellent. Um, I mean, as Fast and Furious movies go, right? I mean, we're not talking about Academy Award winning, but uh, yeah, the thing is, for me, um, the Star Trek films, I love the new. I love the original films, and they're kind of in alternating fashion. One was an art house pile of garbage. Two was very good. Three was in. four was good, and so on, right? Um, The Next Generation series was sort of like, started off really great, and then kind of progressively got worse. Um, uh, For the most part. I think think Generations of First Contact were both just excellent. Uh, And then this new series of Star Trek... Love these films. Now, I'm with you. I'm a Star Wars nut. I I was raised in a Trekkie household, and I appreciate and enjoy Star Trek. I love Star Wars. Uh, All that said, the Star Trek Beyond film is a fun film, but I feel it lacks the depth of the previous two films. Of the three, it's the weakest, in my opinion, although still an enjoyable film.
4: Agreed. I agree.
3: I have Jess's approval, and that makes me right.
0: And so remind me, uh, why... So the pr- same person directed the first two, correct? I, I want to yeah, say J.J. Abrams. J- yeah, the first two is
2: J.J. J. Abrams.
0: Okay, and then just because then he, he took Star, Star Wars, Wars is why he didn't direct the third one. His election. plate was full.
3: And he okay. produced. He produced. He had a hand in it. Um, he consulted on it, but... Uh, he was working on star wars and uh, justin lin stepped in I, I, which was a totally strange director selection in my opinion i would love to have seen simon pig direct star trek beyond oh would have loved that simon
1: at the I, I, I think
3: i think he would have been the better choice justin lin is great at at action porn if i can use that expression he is great at velocity he is great at outlandishness that he can get you to accept, for the most part, with the exception of the 26-mile landing strip. But anyway. <laughs> um, but, but the problem is, um, so far, his stories have consistently lacked depth of humanity. They've lacked depth of complexity. It's all been at the surface. And, you know, I, I've, I've seen worse, but um, I feel like Star Trek necessitates a deeper, more philosophical driver. And J.J. Uh, Abrams is fantastic at telling the story in a way that begs questions, uh, but does not leave you starving. And Justin Lin is like, A, B, C, D, movie's done, there you go.
1: Well, I, didn't Simon Pegg help write this one, or did he actually write the whole thing? Or
3: I believe he helped in the writing process. And he, he helped he is in a the writing writer.
2: process, yeah. He he was uh, on the writing team.
1: He was all over the credits. Yeah.
2: yeah. However, he didn't want to take the director role. Um. So they did offer it to him, but he didn't want it. Um.
3: I didn't even know that. I just I picked him out because I thought he was the right choice. Yeah. That's interesting.
2: They they had selected that because I mean why not? He's already on board. He has done that. But if I remember right, he just didn't feel like he could bring it justice. Uh, he could he could bring justice to the character but not bring, the, bring justice to the character of Scotty and pull double duty with writing and directing. So, you know... Good on it, him. It, it is, and I mean, honestly, this is a guy that cemented himself in both universes. He's in Star Trek, and he's been in Star Wars. Yes. Like not very many people can say that. So, this is true.
1: Felt the need to hide his face because of... <laughs> At. you know what I mean like he said in an interview just like yeah he's like figured that we. Could, the only way I could do it was to put myself in full costume mm-hmm.
4: and well
1: and,
2: and I
3: on that vein uh, Greg Grunberg who plays Matt Parkman on Heroes he is in both universes now
2: is. oh that's true he is now because he was in this last one too I thought that yeah. was oh,
1: good. No. and I was, was like a, gosh maybe he is a dork maybe he is a nerd you know uh, and yeah, he's, can, he's a
3: drummer He's a drummer. He, he's been in a band or two or five. All right, so so that's Star Trek Beyond, and, and so let's just go around really quick on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, what would you give the movie?
1: 7. 6.5, 7.
2: I would say a 7.
1: The credits where they were saying, there's a couple of very sentimental moments that brought the film up for me, but for the most part, I think a 7, yeah, would be good. I'm with
3: you. I'm with you on all of that 7 straight up.
4: Oh, it's seven good action
1: flick,
3: absolutely, absolutely not the strongest of the trilogy, but still a seven.
1: Yeah, there were some develop developing things that I felt like I was like, wow, this is a great path, and then they either didn't go deep enough with it or they just took an easy way out. But there were some things that they touched on that, um, like you know Spock dying and it was kind of like in real life you know and like how they kind of that was a spoiler but it's, everybody should have seen it by now
3: no 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 Leonard Nimoy died in real life it's not a spoiler
1: <laughs> into the movie and I thought that was beautiful yeah I how they did that because they were able to respect him on a whole nother level and just it was just, I, th- I loved it I thought it was it was very sentimental I'm with you I agree but there were parts like that that made me really love the movie, and then there were other parts that were just felt kind of shallow with the characters as well. So,
3: uh, spoiler, spoiler-free, but let me just let me just throw this out there as a key term for those who are going to see it: "Space Station Beastie Boys" could not buy into it. I love that part. I love the music. I could not buy into the consequence of that sequence.
1: Well, I, I,
2: I, I don't know. I think it, it worked well. It it was outlandish. I'll admit that, but it again. It was a nice throwback. It was a throwback to the first one. They're trying but to do something that's, different.
1: I, that's the only thing that I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's this song from when he was
2: a kid." Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I'm. I, I don't want to
3: do any spoilers, but when we can talk freely about it, I'd like to explain why it is that I think that scene kind of killed the quality of the film for me, amongst some other scenes. <laughs> however, however,
1: that was still. Dead.
3: Movies of seven.
1: Easy ways. It was an easy way.
2: Yeah. It was definitely yeah. easy. It gave you the throwback. Um. Yeah. I mean, the whole swarm thing kind of was weird for me as well. I mean, but okay. Yeah. No spoilers, we'll, no spoilers. We'll let people watch it and go from there. So let's let's jump to the next movie, Suicide Squad. Okay.
3: Now wait. I have to. I have to interrupt uh, go ahead. because before before you give your reviews, I have not seen Suicide Squad and I want to tell you my prediction. of the quality of the film, and then you tell me how close I am, okay? Sure. So based solely on the individual trailers that came out, my prediction was that this would be a rather shallow film where the writing was very at the surface. Every time I saw Harley break a window and steal a purse and say, oh, come on, we're the bad guys, that is one of the most juvenile ways to approach that aspect of the character. And I predicted that the best actor in the movie would be Will Smith, which is kind of an easy pick. But I think he's the best. I did not have faith in Jared Leto's Joker. And I think the movie will probably come in at a 5.5 five or a 6 at best. How close am I to the truth?
2: Oh, pretty close, I would say.
4: Pretty
0: close, yeah. Yeah, Sweet. I mean, you sound super like cynical towards it, and I don't want to give up that vibe. But, but, but well, yeah, I mean, you're not you're not too far off there. So, cool. I, I, so go I'm ahead.
2: Gonna, yeah, I'm I'm gonna jump in here first, just because I'm a DC guy. I that's I love DC, you know, and watching Superman vs. Batman, and that that the. The travesty that uh, that it was when it first came out, the Ultimate Edition, kind of has helped save that. Oh, yeah. I, I was kind of hoping for something awesome, because The Suicide Squad is, if you haven't read the comic or seen um, Attack on Arkham... If, uh, Attack on Arkham, if they would have done that, this would have been a much better movie. The, the villain was not that awesome. It was a really pathetic villain, in my opinion... The storyline, you know, the movie's Suicide Squad. It felt like it was a, we're going to focus on Harley movie. And even then, they did a crappy job on that. They didn't build up a backstory for any of the characters except for Harley. That's the only person you really saw. And the movie, I felt like there was a great opportunity for Will Smith to kind of flex his acting muscles. Um, And he did a decent job with Deadshot, but it was just kind of blah. It, it, it wasn't great. The movie, I literally, you know, I I came out of that saying, okay, that was a movie. And I was done. I, it, I was glad I didn't pay full price. I was glad that I waited on it and didn't run out on, on the first day because the Joker just didn't feel like the Joker to me. Um, he, he just did a subpart job. It was different, but it just, I don't know, his voice just kept bugging me. It didn't even sound like the Joker. It didn't feel like the Joker. And the movie just felt like it was, it was like the first episode of an extended season of the Suicide Squad, you know? It's are, supposed are to be 26 episodes, <laughs> but we only got the first episode.
4: Daniel, are you saying this was the pilot that's always horrible? Yeah. Is that,
2: what that That's kind of what it felt like, you know? It was the canceled Aquaman or Wonder Woman pilot that we didn't get. I, I, but they threw it out anyways.
4: I felt like the movie was just a little bit scrambled. Yeah, them.
2: it was. It, it was definitely a scramble.
4: Very inconsistent. Like they tried to shove too much in, which is funny because we've seen a film a formula very similar to this movie in Guardians of the Galaxy. And in theory, it should have worked a lot better than it did. Uh, there was just as many unfamiliar characters introduced in Guardians that we were completely satisfied uh, with their introductions and getting a bit of their backstory. And I felt like a lot of what happened in Suicide Squad wasn't executed properly because I still didn't feel any sort of connection or, or anything like that to the character. And when they were shoved together in the same room, even though in theory, again, like Suicide Squad, it's almost like putting people that should never have met and, and put them together to defeat you know, the bad guy. And they get together finally, and I'm still like, I don't buy that this group is unified, and yeah. they just still do- the the puzzle pieces still don't fit for me. I don't see the picture, yeah. and I I really felt that a lot of the characters were still underdeveloped. A lot of the humor was a hit and miss for me. Um, Jared Leto's Joker, I mean, again, this is not a spoiler because it's all over the internet. Um, you don't see very much of him.
2: No, and it's
4: hard for me to. Really, I, I guess, give him a score on how he did the Joker because I didn't really get to experience Jared Leto's Joker. I saw a lot of things that I liked, but I can't, I can't solidify that because I no. just don't.
3: On on that note, you know, I, I remember vividly when they announced that Heath Ledger was going to play Joker, and uh, my first reaction was, "Are you kidding me? Like, how is that even going to work?" And uh, he exposed a depth, a complexity, a sociopathy that has always been hinted at but rarely uh, effectively captured. And he did it consistently, smoothly, and with perfection. Jared Leto, when his images first came out, I was like, well, that's a very interesting take on the Joker. And knowing Jared Leto's background, I I was actually very interested because I do consider him a talented individual. Um, But the more that I saw of him in the trailer, I surmised by the fact that we kept seeing the, I can't wait to show you my toys line over and over and over. And, and, uh, you know, there's a certain part of the trailer that I absolutely believe is near the end of the movie. It's pretty obvious. And uh, I figured, oh, the Joker does not appear until like halfway through the film at the earliest, and he's there barely at all. He's He's not really part of the squad so much as he's sort of an injection into the squad.
2: No, you actually see him a lot earlier than that. But this is the thing that really put me off with his Joker is, so y- you mentioned Heath Ledger. We have you know Jack Nicholson, uh, even even Caesar Romero. Absolutely. As soon as we see these individuals come in as the Joker, you immediately know this is the Joker. I mean, you just got you're just like, okay, I- I'm sold. I accept this. With this Joker, I went through an entire movie and I'm still like, uh. Eh. I think it's so.
3: someone it's someone imitating the Joker.
4: Yeah, that's what thats what it feels like. Or maybe that's what they're going yeah. for. Not so much I think Jared Leto's performance yes. because at times I thought it was very solid. It was a good good performance but i really think that the producers and the director or whoever was in charge of jared leto's performance i really think that they bottled him up a little bit in this movie like they didn't let him take it to the place it needed to go to be the joke well
3: right. once again my prediction is that the writing is is the weakness yeah. in this film and it sounds like you guys are confirming that the writing is yeah. not particularly
2: great and and this is the thing if we would have got a hard hello really joker with the i, I think it would have been completely different. I think we would have got a song. Could you say
3: that one more time? You, you cut out for a second. Could you say that again?
2: Oh, man. Sure. Can you hear me now? Hello? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, Yeah. we're here. Okay, so I was just, gonna, yes. I'm just saying... Yeah, I'm, I'm
3: just...
2: Saying that... Did I lose you again? No, no,
3: keep going. You're doing fine. Keep going.
2: Okay, so if we got a Harley and Joker movie with Batman... We would have got this i we probably could have seen a much richer more vibrant joker but because he's crammed into this movie with the rest of the suicide squad I think one the suicide squad didn't get a fair uh, amount of screen time and or a decent villain and the joker and Harley didn't get you know a decent time it it almost felt like Spider-man three. Right. Every, right. Yeah. Everything was just crammed in.
3: Having not seen the movie, that sounds. Having not seen the movie, that sounds exactly kind of like what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad to hear that I was that my instincts were not off. I so would. I guess I'm sad to hear that my instincts were not. I off. would red box. Yeah,
4: <clears throat> now the last question I want to ask about Suicide Squad before we wrap that up. Um, I think my biggest problem again. I was a huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, so I was hoping that they would follow in its footsteps just a little bit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But my biggest problem is the, the whole uh, role of the protagonists and antagonists, I felt like it was smeared a little bit. And I was okay with that at first. I was like, it is bad guys versus bad guys, but I need a really good reason for what is about to happen. They need mm-hmm. to convince me that you need these other antagonists to fight this antagonist. Great. create a protagonist out of the other antagonist. And
1: yeah. it just
4: didn't work out. It was a huge smudge uh, between, you know, who was the biggest threat in the movie? Themselves or the the antagonist that they had chosen? Who I thought was poo
2: pooed. Oh, the en- <laughs> the the enchantress is a horrible villain. I mean, she, why they went with her is beyond me. I mean, they're sitting here talking about you know Su- Superman's dead. They used that at the very beginning, so we know this is set right after you know Batman versus Superman. There is so many other villains that they could have used to really launch this and make it feel like something bad is going to happen and kind of you know, springboard us further into this Justice League universe that's going to be happening in this possible dark Superman storyline. And we get the Enchantress and her brother, which
4: are just... A any- that I really loved about Guardians. Like It was very clear that Ronan was the bad guy, and yeah. these other bad guys have to become good guys for the greater good. Yeah. And I just didn't see that in this movie no. at Oh, I was like, why are we pulled together? Like there has to be another way. Where the hell's Batman? Where the hell's the Justice League? Like yeah. why do we need the Suicide Squad? We really don't need them.
2: No, I yeah. I agree.
3: So let's go around. What score would you give the movie out of ten?
2: Oh um I'm gonna have to give it a four. Wow.
1: Lower yeah, that's a little rough.
0: As the person that liked this movie, and that's what I didn't mean. To, sorry, can I just give my little thing? Because I don't. Know oh I yeah, think, please, please. I actually did like the movie. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Like everyone seems to be with it, but it, it it definitely wasn't as good as it could have been. I liked what I saw of Jared Leto's Joker for the total of five minutes that he was in the movie. But I there. love.
2: He's in there for sixteen. For how long?
0: 16th? That's crazy. Well, it's a two-hour movie. I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was a lot. So that was my problem. I don't feel like I can really judge him as the Joker. Uh, Will Smith as Deadshot definitely was the best thing in the movie. Yes, I agree. Um, I actually loved Margaret Roby too, as Harley Quinn until her accent kept switching in and out. I was confused by that. I was like, did yeah. no one like notice during this movie that she was speaking kind of differently? But yeah,
3: works uh, for Kevin Costner as Robin Hood. Anyone can do it now. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Okay. Um, but yeah, and she's so that's crazy, so that works. I, I know, and, and so I still love her for that. But yeah, even liking that movie, it was still only like a 6.5 for me.
4: Yeah, I would give it a 6, a solid 6. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I, I enjoyed it enough, but I wanted an 8, and I got a 6. Gotcha. And Jeff gotcha. hasn't seen it, so.
2: Yeah, oh, no, okay, you cool. know it's really disappointing because they have a really great opportunity, Warner Brothers and and DC, to launch an amazing series. And I know there's, this was in production before all the, they they mixed everything up. So I'm hoping the next one is amazing because Yeah, it, that's what it, Sorry, I'll
1: let
2: you finish it. I was just going uh, to say, if this is the justice, if this is the, the bar that's been set for where our Justice League movie and the Flash movie and everything else and the new Superman movie is going to hit. I'm I, I'm out. I mean that it's just that
3: that's, Some, that's something trick. has to change. I I you know we keep talking about I, and by we I mean the, the nerdiverse right. Yeah. But um we keep talking about Marvel versus DC in the cinematic sphere. And the truth of the matter at this point in time is that if you're going to top Joss Whedon's Marvel, you're going to have to reach into Christopher Nolan's DC. There's there's no there's no comparison currently of of equality between the DC universe and the Marvel universe in terms of being successful cinematic franchises.
2: Well, I mean, beyond, I don't know if we have to go into Chris Nolan's universe idea, which uh, which is great. But what I really think we need to do is Warner Brothers needs to let go and just say, okay, this is the bar we need to hit. How do we hit that or hit above that? Because right now, we're killing these characters, these iconic characters that have been around forever. And, you know, it's Superman, Batman, Batman... These other characters, I want to, I mean, we've got an amazing actor that can really pull off a really cool Aquaman. For the first time ever, Aquaman doesn't look like some, you know, surfer dude that's a wuss. This guy looks like he can break you in half, but I'm afraid the way they've written him, he's going to be pathetic. And I, I want to see that amazing Aquaman, because that's something that, you know, everyone dishes on him, but he's just as strong uh, as Superman. You know, you can j- jab a knife into his chest and it will snap. But not a lot of people know that because all they think is, oh, he swims really fast and he talks to fish. Ooh, that's it. And
0: one other problem that I've been noticing too with Warner Brothers, these movies even though mostly they're generally talked down about, they're still successful in the box office. And so Warner Brothers might be like, you know what, who cares? We can half-ass these movies and still make the money we want to make. So, screw it. Let's do that. a good point.
4: Yeah. Well, well, it, it, very it, it, good point. I mean, again... DC you know, has become I... such a huge part of my nerd fandom or whatever lately. I've been getting really heavily into the comic books and stuff. And they're really, really solid stories, really, really solid characters. But I keep finding myself disappointed with the live-action adaptions um, and more drawn towards the animated films. And mm. I don't know why they can't figure out how to take what makes the animated film so great and push it into the,
1: the live-action. Um, pretty much that you can do whatever you want with animation, just like you can a book. You can it's do a little whatever, harder to do it live-action. You action. can do whatever you want live-action, too. But yeah.
3: You have uh, yeah, but, but to that argument, I mean, Iron Man 1, um, the first Avengers, Wolverine, we have, we have examples of successful adaptation uh, from comic book to cinema, and whatever that formula is, has eluded Warner Brothers. And I think McKay's point is excellent. They're still making money. We are still we are rewarding them for falling flat, and that's got to stop.
2: Well, it, I mean, it kind of has. With like, we'll, we'll say Ghostbusters. Um, I mean, at this point, it's they're not going to make a sequel because there was so much outcry and people not enjoying it and stuff like that. That it, they're not. They haven't even reached half of what they need to make. To be consider it successful, right? Um, so, so I think we are kind of getting to that point where it's like, okay, we're, we know we can control things. Um, you know, again, if you haven't seen Attack on Arkham Asylum, pick it up. It is an amazing version of the Suicide Squad. It's probably one of the best, you know, film. With this, these guys in it, it's perfect. You got Crazy Harley, you got Joker in there. You've got everything you want. It's everything that this movie should have been. Um, awesome. Fun but fun too. yeah, and, yeah, same runtime. The only thing I can think, <laughs> you know, you, like you said, yeah, they're making money at it, and these movie president, these presidents of these uh, studios, as long as it's bringing in money, they don't care. I mean, they really don't. Um, I've talked to a couple of people and. Well, and what they they've said is, half of these guys are old guys. They don't e- they don't even know the material. All they look at is dollar signs. Will it bring in money? Yep. And then they sign the check. You know. And, and unfortunately, we're getting the crap from it with with these yeah. Warner Brother movies. Hey,
3: just brief correction. I think you may have said attack on Arkham. It's uh, assault on assault Arkham. Assault on Arkham. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, well, well, not according to IMDb.
2: You won't no. find it, but attack and assault mean <laughs> are the same thing.
3: Yes, I agree. No, I absolutely agree. And I wanted to um, get the title out there so that more people can find it, uh, so they can watch it. Because I, I, you've got me interested in seeing this film.
2: Yeah, it's great. And you'll, you, I'll have to say this though, fair warning, you will never be able to say Yahtzee again, in the same way. That's
3: fair warning. <laughs> hey, so in the interest of time, can we do just some lightning round reviews of some other things that we've seen this week? Yes. Awesome. Uh, I'm just going to jump in there really quick. For those of you who are film buffs, back in 1967 Audrey Hepburn released a movie called Wait Until Dark, where she plays a blind woman who is being terrorized by thugs in her house. A similar a a movie in a similar vein came out on Netflix called Hush about a deaf woman who's being terrorized by a killer. And while I will give away no spoilers, I will tell you that one of my favorite moments in this film is that the killer does something that breaks all previous tropes in terms of killers. And it does. it's a very, very small gesture, but it changes the dynamic of the movie instantaneously. The movie is rated R for violence against a woman, uh, and uh, some some strong language, although it's actually uh, very rare, and I would
4: rate that movie an 8 out of 10. Nice! Jess, yeah. nice! talk about The Hollows.
1: Um, the Hollows is absolutely fantastic. Um, it's a film that was shot up in, is it Ireland? Or Ireland. <laughs> anyway, it um, Everything that all the, you know, they're, they're Irish folklore. Yeah, Irish folklore. So you have, you know, your 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 hollow dwellers, changelings, uh, force nymphs, that kind of thing. But they made them really scary and really nasty. But it's such a good movie. The, the way they did the characters and the character development, I have not seen done in a horror film. Um, And if so, very rare. Um, They did a really beautiful job with the characters, and I love it. I would definitely give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, it's an
4: awesome creature feature following the story of a father that is trying to rescue his son that's been kidnapped by demonic creatures or fantasy creatures. No, not really. Not demonic, but like... No, no, not trying
1: to rescue his son, not really. I think most of the movie it's... And it's... By the way... The middle of the film, you think, "My gosh, this is a short movie. It's climax. It's almost over." No, hang on, because that climax lasts for the next forty-five minutes. It's incredible. Yeah,
4: very cool Irish folklore creature feature. Very awesome.
1: Yeah. Um,
4: I will zip through another film that I found really entertaining this last weekend called *The Wave*. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a Norwegian foreign film disaster movie. It puts American disaster films to shame. Uh, Roland Emmerich, director of 2012. I need you to listen closely to this. The <laughs> biggest thing that made this film so successful to me was the, the uh, amount of detail and attention paid to the developing of characters before the crisis hits. I was so emotionally involved with all of these uh, uh, characters before the disaster happened, and it made the movie that much better. Basically... Um, it's about a Norwegian town that's in danger of a tidal wave due to a rock slide in a local mega lake. Very, 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 very and it's, well done. It's
1: really cool because in the past, it actually has happened there. And they're sitting there, and this is true, waiting for it to happen again. Um, in the, I believe it was the late 1800s or early 1900s, there was a rock slide and yes. a tidal wave came and took out this town. And they rebuilt it, and there's all these slides, and they me the way they measure the slides in real life, the way they do it in the- is the same way they do it in the movie. But these size these mountains, they just this, the, it shifts and these big rocks fall and they create this they create a tidal wave in this particular lake. And it hadn't happened in a hundred years, and they were you know it, it. and they were preparing for it. And so even though the whole world is not in danger like 2012, this town is – the only way to get in and out is through ferry. So you're kind of screwed when something goes wrong. And so it's a really incredible movie because you do feel like it's the end of the world because you're so wrapped up in this town. It feels like to them this is the world. You know what and I mean? The last detail Excellent pick.
4: Is that this film was beautifully shot. Probably the oh, best lighting I've ever, ever seen it in a incredible. film. It
1: was incredible.
4: Best lighting ever seen in a film. And the uh, the scenic uh, uh, beauty of Norway is quite dramatically shoved in your face, and you just want more and more.
1: <laughs> it was like – remember that movie, The Mountain One with the volcano? What was the name of it? Uh, b-
3: well, there was, there was volcano.
0: There was a lot of volcano movies. Dante Dante Thicke?
1: Thicke. It Dante's Peak? was Peak. Dante's Peak is what you wanted Dante's Peak to be, and that was a really good movie. This is better. This is so much. Ooh. Anyway, so you guys have got to check it out. I would give it probably a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Yeah. Wow. You forget after 5 minutes is a foreign film. Trust me, it's incredible.
0: Sweet. Cool. Uh, The one I'll just bring up because if we save even one person from seeing this movie, it's good enough for me. Uh, Me and Jared went and saw a sausage party uh, (laughs) uh, last week. And um, it's about food that think they're going to this glorious place called the Great Beyond. uh, But then they soon find out what really happens to food once humans purchase them. And um, it's Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill and Craig Robinson and a whole lot of people. And uh, I, I don't even know how to give it a fair warning. Um, literally, what would I compare it to? So if anyone's seen the South Park movie, uh, this movie made that seem like a kid's show. Um, it's, it's bad, guys. Like
4: it's Probably the most offensive movie I've ever seen in my life. There was like 200 people crammed in the theater, uncomfortable <laughs> with what they were watching. It was funny.
0: It was way funny, so you do need to understand that. If you have no line of decency, you're about to see probably one of the funniest movies of all time. But Which just you realized be. you're going to see stuff that you never thought you'd seen in your life before, and it will scar you probably mentally forever. The end. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> about all we can say with that movie.
1: That just
0: just be McMahon. warned. It better myself. Yeah. What's, what's the score you gave it? Um, if we're saying comedy, it is hilarious. I was crying from laughing so hard. But then there's just a line of decency and start, you're just like, holy crap, I can't be watching this without feeling dirty. I should take a bath. So I don't even know. If you want to rank it on a comedy, it's probably like a 4.5 out of 5. If you want to rank it as a movie, uh, I don't even know. Like a, a 1 maybe probably. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: like,
0: you, you shouldn't I, – I can't feel like I should tell anyone to watch this movie and feel good about myself afterwards. So,
4: yeah. There's really no way to recommend this movie. It exists. If you want to watch it, you are warned. <laughs> it,
3: yeah. Awesome.
2: I just think it's funny that this movie made uh, McKay feel so dirty that he's uh, making... I, know, I, I didn't even think I
0: had a line of decency. I didn't think anything could make me look away. I didn't think I was offended by anything in this world. And I watched this movie and I'm just like, man. <laughs> they are pushing everything possible. <laughs> and then the end, the last 20 minutes is stuff you'll never get out of your head. You know that and,
4: one doc that you see in people after like a world crisis or something? They're just walking. A
0: thousand yard stare.
4: That was everybody walking out of this theater. They're like, what happened? I
0: can't you, the, the, the last 20 minutes of this film comes so fast at you and you weren't even expecting it. And it's just like... I don't know. It takes so many turns in this movie and it's just somehow outdoes itself each time and you're, you're just amazed. You are just amazed.
3: Be careful because the more you talk, the more I think people are going to go see it. And that's actually not your message.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's why I feel so bad. Funny. He's
1: in the last 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> For real though, walk out before the last 20 minutes at like the hour and uh, 15 minute mark and be like, I'm done. Just walk out. You'll see a funny movie. It's got a bunch of <laughs> hilarious food puns, but if you stay for that last 20 minutes, you'll regret life, you'll find me in real life, and punch me in the face.
1: So, <laughs> so it was so much worse than This is the End? Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh yes. wow. That was, that was <laughs> swinging <laughs> peniles in it, so that's...
4: I uh, awesome. The swinging peniles in this movie, babe.
0: Yeah. I, it just, it's amazing. It's so sad, because that's why I feel bad. I laughed so much because there's a lot of hilarious stuff in it, but just so bad overall. You shouldn't recommend it unless you just want to buy that one-way ticket to hell. Right so, on.
1: Cool. Uh, wow. is that it? Is that yeah. everything? We're out of time. I the movie. Whoa. Well,
2: so, so with this said, <laughs> McKay has a conscience. We gonna? Yeah, I know, right? Holy crap. Um, We've we've informed you about some really uh, interesting movies, and uh, we want to hear your opinions, because maybe you don't like our opinions, maybe you think we're full of crap. Maybe you like Sausage Fest, or Party. Party, or whatever it is. <laughs> you will laugh. You know. Just go see it and say you'll
0: laugh. You'll come out angry, but you laugh the whole time. Now you
3: just told people to go see it. Your messages yeah. are confusing.
0: Yeah. The whole movie is confusing.
3: If I could stop one person from seeing this film, it will be worth it. Go see
0: it. Yeah. Hey, one person. The other
2: 150 that don't give a crap to
0: go see
2: it. Awesome. All right. With that said, uh, we're out of here. But before we go... Uh, stay tuned for Wednesday because we're gonna have a special live broadcast of a really cool. Uh, we're doing a trivia game show with us. Uh, we'll be broadcasting across YouTube. We'll be uh, throwing out the links in that on Facebook. So keep an eye out for that. And we're gonna do something really cool. And we're gonna see who knows geek stuff and who doesn't. Ooh me, you're all going down. Yep, McKay gonna take us down. Yeah,
1: yep. I got it. I'm picking the questions, McKay. I know you. Ah, uh, see, Jessica's cheating already by being the host. We're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, i <laughs> not going to take him easy for Jared either, so don't worry. Fair
2: Yay! Right, that means I might answer him. Okay. Suck so it, it, We're out of here.
1: The epic.
0: Don't Deadpool. suck. Deadpool. Go see Sausage Party. Don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, Dungeon Crawlers fans. It's time to really pull out the stops. So what we want to do is we want you to go like our Facebook page, Like, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, follow us on YouTube, and not only that, tell your friends about us. If there is anyone in your life, or even in at your work, that you think loves geek, loves, you know, superheroes, comic books, gaming, anything in the realm of geek, tell them about our show. We want to make this the number one hit show out there. We want to uh, let get the news out there we want our numbers to swell and we want you and everyone else to join the geek revolution so tell your friends about us like us on facebook follow us on twitter and we want to hear from you we want this the best greatest and most entertaining interactive show out there you know most podcasts are not going to be delivering what we want to deliver this next year and so far we've had a great year it's all thanks to you And we just want to keep this rolling and make things even more possible. We've got some great things in the works uh, coming down the pipeline with some amazing interviews. And the more people we can get listening to the show, liking our pages, the more interest we can get and the bigger, uh, more entertaining interviews we can get. So please, please, please help us out with this because we want to bring some amazing content to you and we can't do it without your help. So with that said, I'm going to say – We're out of here, and catch you next time, and of course, join the geek revolution.